Hey guys, Meshach Canyon here. Thanks for joining as we continue working our way through the Acts of the Apostles. Today we're in Acts chapter 10, let's see, verse 17, all the way through verse 33, the story of Peter and Cornelius continues. You'll recall that in the previous uh, section, Cornelius had a vision. He was a God-fearing Roman centurion, and he prayed a lot. He offered alms a lot, and those alms made it to God's throne as a sweet-smelling memorial. And Peter also had a vision uh, of a big blanket opened up, filled with animals that Peter was instructed to kill and eat. Peter, being a God-fearing Israelite, says, listen, I'm not going to do that. The law of Moses says that we shouldn't do that. In both instances, God is trying to work in such a way to pull them close together. And so he gives them a vision. Cornelius is instructed to send for Peter. Peter is instructed to um, get rid of the ideas of what makes one unclean and to come into what God is now doing. As I was studying this passage, I read N.T. Wright's commentary. And he, he gives this illustration to help to help us understand how God can offer contradictory messages that align with the overall work of God. Here's what he said. Imagine a mom standing on one side of the street and her child is on the other side of the street. The child is about to walk into the street and the mom commands the child to stop, stand still. She does that. Why? Because there's traffic. She doesn't want the child to be harmed. Once traffic is cleared, the mom yells, you can cross now. N.T. Wright says that's what Jesus, that's what uh, God was doing with the law. God wanted Israel to be separate, to be holy unto him, to be distinct from all the other nations. Why? Because Israel was to be a light to all the nations. And so God created some laws. Don't eat what they eat. Don't worship the gods that they worship. You know, even some of the laws that say don't allow some of them to live in your towns because then you'll be you'll be lured away from the living God to practice and live the way that they live. So God gave them these laws so that they can be distinct, so that they can be a light to the nations. Now that Jesus has died and, and risen from the grave, the doors of the kingdom are wide open for everybody to come in. And so that's why we see here this this is the mom saying the streets cleared, you can come in. And so those old laws about what you should eat, what shouldn't, what you shouldn't eat to set Israel apart from other nations, those laws don't have the same weight as they used to. Um, it's salvation and being right with God isn't dependent upon those things anymore. Now being right with God is all going through Jesus Christ. And so that's what Peter's experiencing. Um, in this passage, it even says that in verse 17, Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision he had seen might mean. So he's kind of going, he's, he's struggling with, and you can imagine someone who's been steeped in the law, who's been avoiding certain foods because he wants to remain ritually clean to maintain a right relationship with God. You bet he was perplexed as he's hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, rise, kill and eat. But that's what will happen as the spirit is leading us out of our out of the religious practices that have formed us helpfully into a place where there's more freedom and more wholeness and more God. Uh, we will be perplexed 
And as I said in the last video, it will always be rooted in scripture. Uh, just this wasn't this this idea that um, that God would save all nations. That's from the Old Testament and it runs straight through the New Testament. Peter's just being invited into the experience and into the unfolding of it. And the other thing I wanted to mention that is that we need to be very clear about what's happening here. I've heard a lot of people use passages like this to say that we must be tolerant of everybody. That's, this passage has nothing to do with tolerance. This passage is all about, um, yes, breaking down some of the barriers that were erected. Um, and some of them have to do with prejudice and, and things like that. But this passage is about the gate of the kingdom opening wide for all to enter in. Because remember, at one point, the Jews believed that we are the chosen people of God. So if you want to be a chosen person of God, you must become a Jew, a worshiper of our God uh, by following these practices. But now God is saying, listen, it's not the practices. It's my son, Jesus Christ. So we see that Peter begins to understand this message when he goes to Cornelius's house and he enters, he goes in his home. So this idea that it's, it's not what we eat, it's not where, which room I enter that makes me clean or unclean, it's my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is also extending himself um, to be in relationship with everybody, no matter if they're Jew or Gentile, male or female, black or white, everybody is invited to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, not so that they can remain as they are, but so that through that relationship, their relationship with God can be strengthened and their life can be transformed uh, thereby. And you know what? I hope that God is still doing that work of inviting us into a deeper knowledge of how he's working uh, in the world so that we can continue to invite other people into a beginning and growing relationship with Jesus. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your people. And your word is so good. Your son Jesus is so good. And we're so gifted to have received your Holy Spirit to guide us through life. I pray, oh God, that you continue to perplex us as you enlighten us and reveal your work to us. Continue to perplex us so that we can be the kind of people whose lives bear witness and whose lives serve as the invitation for everybody to come to Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, next time we're going to look at the encounter, but uh, after Peter um, talks to Cornelius, um, you know, he's going to welcome them into the kingdom of God. And we're going to look at what exactly happened uh, in that encounter and what it means. So go ahead and read verses 34, let's say through the end. So 34 through 48. And I will see you next time, folks. Peace.